three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody my name is hunter thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple uh oh wow i even screwed up the intro holy crap that's fine <laughs> a rare a rare mistake in the intro You're just too excited. Is, yeah i i am really excited but this is a uh, hunter here and i'm here with scott scott how you doing sir uh excellent thanks hunter it's a good evening over here as well thank you <laughs> Happy to hear that. Uh, I get to see Scott in a couple months, which I'm so excited about. I get to see Scott soon. <laughs> like, yay. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm so excited to see you. But uh, I'm actually just as excited to talk about uh, this show we're talking about. We're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, oh, there's a couple things to uh, talk about. <laughs> in Is that it? Just a few? Just a few things. Uh, so I'm really curious because we haven't talked about this really at all, which I, I'll, I'll be real, man. I've been talking to like anyone who's seen this, be like, oh my god, let's talk about this show. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a lot to talk about on this. But uh, this stars, of course, Anthony Mackey, who plays a uh, who's played Falcon since uh, Fal- uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Which, if you've talked to Scott and I or Colin, uh, we miss you, bud. Or listen to our review. We are all three of us huge fans of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Arguably, still the best MCU film. You could make an argument. Like yeah, it's you a, could definitely make an argument for it. Yeah, it, it's one of the best action films I've seen in the last twenty years. Like it, it's a, it's a masterclass. I fucking love that film. But this takes place after, of course, Endgame. Um, I would say it's after WandaVision, I'd probably say two, uh, even though this was, ironically enough, supposed to come out first, um, but before, you know, COVID fucked everything up. But here's what I'm going to say about this. This is one of, so we, I personally have even been guilty of this, have given Disney a lot of shit for just kind of going like, okay, you'll do something, you know, like Coco or something like Princess and the Frog but really making a declarative statement as far as, you know, this is where we stand on this. Mm-hmm. And when Scott and I were talking about the show, as far as just the trailers, Scott, even I remember you and kind of asked me, like, do you have an idea of where, you know, this will kind of end up? And I remember sitting here thinking, okay, if they do, there's, if they're going to make, a Falcon War Soldier show, in theory, it has to end with Sam becoming Captain America. Because, of course, in Endgame, we have that moment where Steve, you know, hands hands Sam the shield. him. Yeah, which we didn't see. We, we unfortunately didn't get a chance to see Endgame together. Uh, but I was in between uh, Colin and Alea when I saw it. And when he pulls out the shield and says, you know... Uh, try it on i remember i I, so to say i was freaking out would be a really big understatement i was in this theater it's going what like bullshit you're not gonna do this because the thing is man 
again, it's Disney. I really was sitting there going, are they really going to make him black Captain America? Like, would they really have the guts to actually go there? And at the end of this ep- uh, the series, man, I got to say, Disney had way more guts than I thought they did because they get into some shit in this show. I went, huh, okay. I, I'm pleasantly surprised. And I'll be honest, man, there was a point where I thought they would kind of stop with it. And I would have been like, you know, that's okay. I'm you, You've done enough. But then... That episode, the fifth and sixth episode, mm-hmm. they really just go. They hammer that one home. Yeah, and I and I can already hear the you know, why is Captain America the black? Why are you pandering? <laughs> oh my god! Like I, I, I why are you canceling I, Captain America, Hunter? Right, dude. Okay, so it's again. I have a lot to say on this shit. Something that's been sorry, I don't me nuts. get you off track. Here. No, no, no. You're good. But the amount of just, I'll call it what it is racist limp dick white man who just refused to admit like he can't be captain america why does captain america have to be black like i i'm the amount of that shit online has been hilariously maddening and it makes me giggle and and pissed off from this perspective marvel is clearly getting more diverse we're getting a female hawkeye in a Haley steinfeld's kate bishop we're getting uh, Ironheart, uh, Riri, Riri Williams, so she's going to be, you know, the Iron, you know, woman moving forward. We're getting Kamala Khan. We're getting a Pakistani Miss Marvel. Like this is this shit's gonna get a lot, pardon the pun, darker before it gets wider. <laughs> and I, you know, like so. But this is Disney kind of making that statement of going, look, we're kind of going all in on this and. Again, I have to give them credit for actually having the guts to go there because, as I said during our Black Panther review, you know, one Black Panther review or one Black Panther film and one Princess and the Frog film doesn't wipe out, you know, Song of the South and the racist crows from Dumbo and all the times that Disney's gone. Racism? What's that? So I actually appreciate that they're actually taking a little bit of ownership over this. But uh, let me let me stop ranting for a moment. Uh, Scott, you're... What were you feeling going into this? Like, did you see trailers for this or anything? Or, um, I had seen the trailer. I think we watched it. Um, you might have sent it to me, but like, <laughs> it's funny because if if you're listening to the show, I feel like you probably have better, like, you're you're a little bit more aware of the Marvel universe or some of these universes, but. I just like go in and out of them and kind of treat them as their own thing without connecting them. So <laughs> when I like go into this, something like this, I have to kind of like figure out where, what, at what point we're at basically. Okay. So it's like, okay, people are showing back up. Like this is obviously after end game. Um, so it's like good to go off of that. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I didn't know a ton about Falcon, but for sure, like as you mentioned before, uh, Winter Soldier was like one of my favorite like action movies of the last however many years. So like super excited to see those guys together, obviously, but wasn't really sure um, what it was because I, I was like I loved Wandavision. Like I I very much loved like the feel and like how they were able to be so seamless as far as like mimicking 
um, like certain eras, but like also keeping this like dark undercurrent going. I just really love that. So like, and there wasn't like a ton of action really until kind of towards the end. So true. Like this is definitely like its own thing as far as like, okay, we're getting back to like Avengers here, like status. So, um, yeah, going into, I didn't, I didn't know a ton about Falcon. I knew he'd been around for a little while, but like, honestly, before this, I was like unimpressed with him overall. Okay. Um, just like him not really having powers per se, but like, obviously like more of like a brave ass dude, but like Captain America, it was like uh, a super, a legit superhero. So, like he had superpowers essentially. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a super soldier, I should say. But um, yeah, I mean, going in, I was like excited for the action part of it. I think that was that was what was like getting me pumped for it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I will say for me, something that Marvel's done a really great job of doing uh, is having these characters where you go, okay, I don't know a lot about you. And, you know, they are, if you're not, you know, the starring character, if you're not, uh, you know, a, a Tony Stark, a, a, a Steve Rogers, you know, you are playing that supporting role, but they have really done a good job really since I would say since winter soldier of fleshing out a lot of these characters who might've been side characters. Like they've done a really good job, even in where soldier of, fleshing out black widow where you go huh okay and, and even and even something like civil war um you know rest in peace of course uh to chadwick boseman but they 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 cram a whole black panther origin story in the middle of a captain america movie and it fucking right. works it's like wow okay and so but to your point falcon had been you know cap's running buddy and this is really his chance to go ahead and take uh, take center stage and, and especially and i'll just say especially in like the avenger movies when everybody's together he's definitely not like the highlight you know what yeah. i'm saying like no i gotcha i, I feel like he, there are other people steal this sh- like there's almost not enough like screen time for everybody so it's you just naturally don't see much of him but sorry i let you, let you continue oh no no you're good and, and this was really kind of a question of can they go ahead and not only will you legitimize Falcon to become Captain America, but can they flush out Bucky's story? And thankfully the answer to both those questions is yes. Uh, this, uh, the, the showrunner of this is Malcolm Spellman, who I'm going to be real, man. This was the thing that shocked me the most. He was a writer on uh, our family wedding, which is one of those, you know, like uh, black rom-coms that, uh, that I will admit is better than most, but it does have Carlos Mencia. So how good can it really be? But, it does have Regina King in America, America Fur, to be fair, too. But, you know, like a good movie, not a great one. But he was also a producer on Empire, which is one of those shows I always go, oh, yeah, that was a show, <laughs> wasn't it? So when I heard he was the showrunner for this, I went, oh, I'm a little concerned. I don't know if I want you to be in charge of this. And I will say, and I think you'll know what I mean, uh, Scott, when I say this. The first three episodes are definitely like setup, like mm-hmm. not boring setup, but it is setup. Like the first third of the season really is setup, but once episode four hits, that's where shit kind of starts to go. And I mean this as a compliment, it starts to go insane with the hits. Yeah. But but again, in a good way. So 
just kind of to jump through here, some of the stuff that I just absolutely adore. Uh, Anthony Mackey, you know, he's been in the game for a while, whether, you know, going all the way back to eight mile, you know, when Eminem, you know, made him look like a, made him look like a asshole. Like I, yeah, he just punked him out, but all the way back, going back to that film, you know, going through stuff like pain and game, uh, pain and game, which I, I love him pain game. I actually, that's a really good movie. Um, he actually worked, uh, acted with Chris Evans in, uh, that movie, What's Your Number, that, uh, rom-com with, uh, Chris Evans and, uh, what's her name, uh, Anna Faris, he's actually in that, too. Um, back through stuff, you know, like, uh, playing it cool with Chris Evans, again, stuff like The Fifth Estate, stuff like, um, I know we didn't review for the channel, but he's in Detroit, and he's great in Detroit, too, uh, that's a really hard movie to watch, um, but he's been really just slowly building up this resume for himself. Um, if you haven't seen his Black Mirror episode, I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, he's absolutely incredible in that. But Mackie's had this really impressive just like ascension as far as becoming more of an A-list actor. And I thought this was just kind of the explanation point on it. This is a career-defining performance uh, for him in my eyes, I, the more I watch the show, you see him and Bucky in ways that we, to your point, had never gotten a chance to see them before because they were, you know, supporting characters in the other films. But we get to learn more about, about Sam Wilson just as a person. We, you know, we learn from, he's from New Orleans, you know, we learn he's got a boat, he's got a sister, he's got, you know, nephews who are looking up to him. He really has a community looking up to him and i love the way that that's all portrayed um one of the things in the first episode that just that just logistically because i know how logistical you can be scott i mean as a compliment i love the fact that they actually brought up the concept of what happens if you blipped and you tried to go ahead and get a loan and that was something i went that's something I never really thought about in the way that the banker pretty much goes, oh, you're a vendor. That's so cool. Oh, you blew for five years. No financials records. Womp, womp. No loan for you. It's like, wow, that fucking sucks. But then that also ties into the whole concept of black people trying to get loans in general, which to your point, there is a lot of racial, uh, a lot of racial commentary and social commentary in this show that you know, again, I can already hear, I'll put in quotes, certain types of people not being fans of what this show has to say. But, you know, maybe you should look inward and not be such a piece of shit. But I really enjoyed the way that there are very real world problems in this show. Like, it, it feels very much like the Winter Soldier, but stretched out over a, you know, I would say almost a six hour, you know film as it were it just happens to be a tv show uh i do want to talk about sebastian stan because we talked about we i mean <laughs> <laughs> sebastian stan's a handsome man what do you want to play? <laughs> but, yeah, but i know he's just a hunk alert sorry he, he, i know god hunk alert but uh, <laughs> but sebastian stan though if you haven't seen i Tonya, i highly recommend you do he's brilliant in that film and i really thought was worthy of at least a golden globe if not a oscar nomination but uh sebastian stan's just an incredible actor and seeing bucky's journey from 
oh man, I'm a really terrible, terrifying Terminator, basically in the Winter Soldier, to him, you know, being put in ice in Wakanda to go ahead and being cured. And something that I don't know if you caught it, but something I really appreciated is that they show Bucky going through, I mean, I wouldn't call it rehab, but, you know, like, Rehabil- I guess you would call it rehab as far as mm-hmm. wiping uh, the Winter Soldier programming out of his brain. And that was something that opens up episode, I want to say it's episode four, I believe that opens. And that scene actually just got me choked up a little bit because it it really speaks to, you know, counseling in general. Like the fact that, yeah, you're going through some real shit, but we're going to go ahead and try to walk you through it and yeah man talk talk to me about sebastian stan kind of what were your thoughts on him yeah i think he's definitely one of my favorite parts of this show um he just like is kind of a complicated character and i think he plays really well with um sam's character like he i think they just i it was less believable in the beginning i would say of their kind of like back and forth that felt a little forced but then once you really kind of got to know them, I feel like there was a point when um, they just like expose a little bit more than than you're used to seeing. So, yeah, I think um, I really liked his performance. Um, I was kind of shocked to see all the things that he has been in really recently, but just definitely like a Marvel guy through and through. Yeah, like he's. He's been in a lot of stuff, actually. So something for me that I loved with his performance, to to your point as far as their chemistry, I love the fact that at the beginning of the show, they are very much reluctant partners. Even if you go back to Civil War, they're bickering the whole time throughout Civil War. Like, they don't like each other at all, but they both happen to know Steve. So it's very much a, you know, uh, a partnership of convenience in that sense. Like, we both know this guy, so will be as civil as possible without killing each other, basically. And in the first couple episodes, they are dicks to each other. Like, they're really quite asshole-ish to each other. And I, I love very much the leave the weapon aspect of their uh, of, of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Sebastian's... Well, Sebastian stands on a racist, so, you know, it's not exactly like the weapon, but, but you get what I mean. But I love their... I love their back and forth. I love when uh, uh, Wilson brings up the, they always fight three things. Was it uh, aliens? Um, like, uh, yeah, like the three A's, I think is what he brings up. But they're talking about how they're always fighting one right. of these things. and <laughs> Kind of breaking and, the fourth wall a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 very much like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience. But I went, you know what? I, I, I actually really appreciate that. Um we didn't talk about the this at the beginning, but the show starts off with Sam giving up the shield to the government, which I was very curious going in the show going, all right, are they going to address like the actual shield itself? And he legit gives it up to the Smithsonian. And I was very pleased and pleasantly surprised to see um, to see a uh, roadie at uh, the see uh, Don Cheadle's roadie in this, because I always just love seeing Don Cheadle anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's got his own show armor wars coming out n- next year, I believe. And 
we'll talk about that at some point. But <laughs> it's just but, like it is laughable the machine that is Marvel. Like it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's got one coming out mm-hmm. in a year and then like there are just so many movies coming out Marvel related in the right. next like twenty years. Yeah, when is your Marvel movie come out, Scott? You have one. <laughs> yeah, right? I've got, I've got one in the works. <laughs> I would. It's, it's gonna happen again. You watch. You're gonna. Good. You're gonna end up in a in a Marvel movie. And you're like, oh man, we called this shit back in the day. But yeah, and they're gonna reuse Chris Evans to play me. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, you're you're not Captain America, no. Well, Chris Evans would have to get a little more cut to be in your shape, but you know, regardless, he's getting there. Yeah, it's like keep working, kid. But I, (laughs) but the fact that he gives up the shield and that they have a very, you know, it had that conversation of why did you give it up? And I love what Sam says where he goes, you know, the first thing I said is that this felt like it belonged to someone else, and so he gives it up the shield, but. The government, and I love that this is how the show portrays this, because let's be real, dude. This is exactly how the government would play this. Oh, thanks, Negro, for the shield. Let's have this white guy go ahead and be Captain America. <laughs> like, like, it's such a slap in the face, and I Just remember... like a rebrand, total rebrand. Yeah, it's a total rebrand, and the way that they're just so like, oh, we're really grateful to all the Avengers for saving the world, but eh, new white guy, <laughs> Take up the shield. It's like the look on Sam's face when he is watching the press conference as a person of color. That just ripped my heart out. And I'm like, God damn. Like, I was really pissed because obviously, you know, the show's about Sam getting to a place where he's comfortable enough to actually, you know, take on the mantle. So you knew they had to do this in order for us to get to the to where we need to go. But goddamn, like when I saw that, I was so upset. But we get the new Captain America, who's played by Wyatt Russell, uh, who plays John Walker. And can we just say that while I love Anthony Mackie, and I, and I love Mackie in this, and while I love Sebastian Stan, we have to give some love to Wyatt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell's uh, Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn's kid, and he's fucking excellent in this. And he's so good in this. And the thing is, and I don't know about you, man, but as I'm watching this, and I actually watched a couple interviews with him, and he flat out said he took the role because he knew it would piss people off. And I went, (laughs) dude, you know what, man? I respect that. For someone to be an actor and understand, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, you know, because, my God, where this character goes at points, I'm just sitting there going, God damn, you're an asshole. You're such a fucking douchebag. There is this point, I want to say it's episode, um, like, end of episode three. You know, he even introduces himself, like, hi, guys, Captain America. You're sitting there, like, (laughs) you fucking douchebag. And uh, episode two opens with with him taking on the mantle. He's at his old high school. Good morning. Fucking good morning, America. (laughs) Like, they're giving him every fucking chance to succeed, you know, and they're asking him, you know, like, well, you know, you're the first, uh, you're the first man to get, I think it was, it was a three, like not three purple, uh, three medals of honor. That's what it was, you know, and they're laying all these things out about why he is the perfect. And, and he's even like being not even only portrayed that way, but he's like acting that way too. You're like, okay, like, yeah, this guy, there's something weird about this guy, but also I have no evidence of it yet. 
Like there's yes. they they haven't shown you anything, so there's like a bit of a mystery there because he's actually acting like a good guy and like there's there's scenes of him uh, with his best friend. Oh, I'm, what is his name? Uh, the guy. Um, uh, Battlestar is the guy, but uh, it's his uh, it's his title. Yeah, uh, right, right. Uh, L- Lamar, Lamar is who you're thinking of. Right, Lamar exactly. Hoskins. Yeah, so. Um, uh yeah, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> oh, so, all, right, all, right, all right, I got, it, I got you. Yeah, but so where, where the, was the, going with that? So <laughs> you're you're right, but to your point, you're saying that he was very much that uh you know being you can feel like something's off about him as you're watching. Right, him. right. Like, but the things that he did didn't necessarily give that off. Where it was yes. like him interacting with his best friend of like, they're like, okay, this feels like we're looking into uh, a part of his life that isn't fraudulous. And he's like, seems like a good person who wants to do his best basically, which is, I, which I appreciate that they didn't just paint him as this one stroke, like, you know, crazy person that there's like a little bit more depth to it. Agreed. And, and, and to your point, I think you'll know what I mean. This is almost like watching a VH1 behind the music episode where you're just starting to see these little cracks right. in his psyche and you're kind of going, oh, that's that, that's a flag. Okay. And oh, that's a flag. And just there's a point where the flags are piling up to a level I went, oh, man, this is not going in a direction that it needs to be. Um, the point and my my partner brought this up, and I have to give her so much credit for it. The the thing that I that I acknowledge, I was like, that's odd. And she went, well, what about this? In that Good Morning America interview, you know, they're talking about you know how you know he tested this highly in intelligence, and he has the three medals of you know uh, the three medals of honor. Right. At no point do they bring up any psych, uh, psycho, uh, psycho, uh, psychological evaluations. Mm-hmm. And that is a giant red flag <laughs> as the show progresses. Cause you go, Oh man, dude, you're kind of nuts. And for those, again, for those dumb dumbs who are like, why Sam kept America? This is why he didn't give the shield, the Bucky, you dipshits. Like this is the literal reason why he went Hmm, should I get to get his bit to the psychopath or maybe the mild-mannered black guy who could grow this? Hmm. Like, that's why. And this show is a perfect, perfect representation of really how we treat our military, too. Because the other thing is the government shouldn't be messing with Captain America anyway. And that's something if you read Captain America comments, comics, it's a common thread of Cap going, hmm, the government's being a little fucking terrible. Maybe I shouldn't answer to them. And when he eventually just starts to crack and break down, you go, yeah, man, your military training can't prepare you even for just the the magnitude of taking on this mantle and having to be you know, that literal symbol of America. And it's it's really quite tragic. Uh, there's that point where, and I mean, we're going to jump all over the place anyway, but that point where he goes ahead and snaps and kills this guy in cold blood. And when that shit happens, I remember watching it, you know, with my partner and I went, well, shit, this was kind of bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But, but the way that, the way he literally just grabs the shield and bashes this dude's head in you just go well fuck that's not good. <laughs> like it's, it's such 
an insanely bad look, but it points to honestly why I feel like this is necessary. And I, and I think you'll know what I mean. We've talked about the boys um, off uh, off mic, and there's that meme going around, or that's been going around of, you know, how the U.S. sees itself and we see Superman and mm-hmm. it's like how the U.S. actually is. It's a picture of Homelander. And that really is pretty much the meme in this show where we want to think as a country that, you know, we're this, you know, we're the apple pie, you know, let's bring everyone together. Yeah, America. Mm-hmm. And the way that we get blood on our hands, you know, the royal we metaphorically, um, the way we treat other countries and everything the the shot of the blood stained shield at the end of episode four is one of my favorite shots in the entire MCU. It, it's it's the exact opposite end of the spectrum of that shot of uh, Cap in Endgame, where Thanos' army is all like bearing down on him, and he just kind of looks out and goes, "All right, man, like let's do this." That that shot of heroism versus that extreme shot of nationalism that mm-hmm. he has with the blood on his shield. It's such a grim, dark look into, and a really dark reflection of America um, as a country. But when he's being uh, told, you know, you're not going to be Captain America anymore, you're really lucky we're not throwing your crazy ass in jail, and he flout says, you know, I did what you trained me to do. And I went, fuck, he's not wrong. And, and, when you think about how that relates to our military and how, you know, we tell men and women go overseas, do A, B, and C, we'll have, you know, a job waiting for you. And how often there isn't one and how we just kind of go, well, you did what we told you to do, you know, food stamp line is over there. Like it's really fucked up. And when he talks about how I did what you told me to do, I was an instrument for you. I followed your protocols and how you're just going to discard me. It's really fucking tragic. And while John Walker is a douchebag and I was never like, oh, I hope you're redeemed because, again, you still suck. But it really does point to how we treat men and women as less than that, how we treat them as instruments to go ahead and carry out, you know, quote, America's agenda and how once they're, you know, how once we're done with them, we're done with them. And I found that really tragic. Um, kind of your thoughts on, on that, man. Yeah, you know, I think it was uh, poignant for sure. Um, I think it was like, I think you could, I could argue it was a bit like in your face. Obvious, like, like okay, that's, yeah, like the blood on the shield. Um, I, I think that leads into like the end of a really great fight scene which i feel like was like really something that this show excelled in and i know we're going to get into them because you're going through some of the episodes here but um thinking about that that one in particular um and like the way that it kind of (laughs) sets out where they uh bucky sam and walker all end up like fighting together in the beginning and then they kind of split up they end up fighting each other um and then all three of them end up fighting together again later um i just like as far as the symbolism is concerned i i agree with you but i think it, it i mean it was like a little heavy-handed i think but um i still appreciated it but i thought that like 
that moment was such a great moment because of like the really intense, like when this mo- when the show ramped up, it really like it puts you on your heels. Essentially, it was like, okay, we're gonna take this to the next level. It's like, oh shit, Walker is actually like a terrible person who he like can't come back from this. Basically, it, um, yeah. And, and then like his, and like you're saying, like his trial or whatever of his dismissal is like, you know him just yelling in that courtroom was was definitely poignant as as well as like okay yeah i am just your instrument you like i i am just an extension of you so it it was like okay damn <laughs> he's got a point even though like you said he's a total douchebag which i believe he played perfectly he did but it, but like his his character was great i i think he was like one of the best characters in this show so, so the other thing I will say, and I and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but they bring up the fact that he has a purple heart. So I want to say, and he, you know, he even brings up the fact of, you know, the government gives me something that's the literal personification and represents the worst day I had in my life. And I went, that's a really interesting point. That yeah. psychologically, I went, I never really thought about it like that. You know, like that's not, you know, you could argue we shouldn't have anything like that. And the show makes a like when it made that point, I went, huh? And I remember really sitting here after the episode ended and going, fuck, I'm like, that was kind of running my, you know, running through my brain quite a bit because, yeah, you think about how, you know, we tell, you know, we tell people just, like, you know, it's a literal trophy in that sense of, hey, you killed someone, congrats. And, you know, how do you fucking, how can you get over something like that psychologically, even going through, through, counseling when you have the personification of that in your home and i went huh okay that's a well-played show and to be honest can you i mean the show never comes out and says you can't but i think it's something alone that worths that's well worth a discussion as far as that's concerned um okay i do want to throw it to one character that we have not talked about yet uh Daniel Brühl comes back as a Baron Zemo. First off, that coat he's rocking is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, I need that coat. Uh, yeah, I really want that Zemo coat. But they break him out of jail at the to start episode three because they find such a good, such a great uh, scene too. Right. So they go ahead and break him out because they find out that the Super Soldier there is someone who's making uh, super soldiers again somehow. And so, you know, Zemo being the one who had all that Hydra information after Black Widow leaked it at the end of uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, again, tying this all together. uh, The fact that they go ahead and break him out because he knows so much about Hydra and how it fell and everything. I love the fact that we get this, you know, buddy cop show, but then we basically have the MCU's, the closest thing they probably have had to a Hannibal Lecter because Zemo's just picking his spot. He, you know, it's on a clock. He's clearly waiting for a point where he can escape, but he's playing it really fucking smooth because, and and I love his portrayal now in the comics. And I, I, Oh God, I should know this, but I don't recall him being at least in the main canon, him being, you know, this like, socialite or anything like that but you find out you know zemo's got some money and so <laughs> which i which honestly the cue retcon the, cue the gif yeah <laughs> the i love that 
I was like, you know what? Cool, right on. And I love that he even tells his butler, you know, oh, if you if you can find some food and it doesn't smell right, feed it to them. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> like you want to like poison these guys. But there's this great scene when they're on uh, his jet because they're going to uh, uh, Mardrapur, and we'll get to that in a second. But I love that scene they're having about talking about the shield and how you know the the legacy of steve and i that was something that i really just went i love the way that this is uh breaking down they also have a talk about uh marvin gay's trouble man who which i don't know if you i i know you listen to that album because you have taste but i but i love that album so much i love how zemo even kind of educates bucky on you know it's it's a complete representation of the African American experience and <laughs> yeah. how and how that Sam goes. Moment. Yeah, Sam goes. He's out of line, but he's a hundred percent correct. I'm like, yeah, he is right. But Zemo's great in this man. I and I think you'll know what I mean. Zemo could give a fuck because Carly, yeah. like the main one of the main villains here, like she is for all intents and purposes. She's you know a child. She's a you know she's a teenager, and Zemo shoots her. <laughs> like not giving a shit he's like oh you're super powered bam like i I love the fact that his give a fuck meter is that broken but that Mm. he's acting from this sense of morality that he truly believes is correct he believes that hey you know the avengers you know fair or not killed my family you know collateral damage like there shouldn't be any super uh super powered people in the world at all and he's dead set on that and, and i love that that's a common thread throughout the show as far as how power is distributed who has the power um i know i talked about marge report here just a second ago uh zemo dancing is something i didn't know i needed <laughs> like, no, so i'm talking about with the gif like him dancing is just like the best i love all the music behind it too yeah like, like especially because i like, keep cutting back to it to make kind of like a point of it i, I love it too so good well it's funny because there's an actual hour-long cut of him dancing to the music that marvel officially released on every now and then my stone ass i'm like you know what i love this music slaps let's just watch zemo dance for <laughs> for like five minutes but but I, I i thought his character work was so incredibly well done because he is kind of that that counterbalance to sam and bucky being like look y'all this shit has dire consequences and you know and, and power you know power corrupts absolutely you know as as the saying actually goes and the the line that he drops is can you be and i'm paraphrasing but can you can you be a super can you be a superhuman and have it separated from supremacist ideals and that's again that's a question that the show doesn't you know outright answer but it's really an interesting dialogue of can you do that like can you actually be super powered and keep you know the interests of the world at your forefront before the power actually corrupts you. And I believe it's Sam who says, you know, the serum, uh, the serum never corrected Steve to which, you know, Zemo says touche, but he even has to immediately retort. There's never been another Steve Rogers has there. I mean, Bruce Banner, you know, it fucked him up. Uh, Red skull. That didn't turn out great. You know, winter soldier that didn't turn out great. Like anytime they try to replicate the serum, shit goes bad and it's really one of those things you go shit he's not wrong 
when he puts it like that. And I really love that counterbalance to, you know, the heroism aspects of the show because it does point out the dangers as well. Um, okay, so I want to get to my two gripes before I get back Let's, to just, yeah. to just you know, like, going, like, this show is perfect. Oh, my God. Like, you know, big... So yeah, I, I I know you're making the slurping sound. I would mm-hmm. gladly blow the show. You know, <laughs> if, I know you if, if I could get the second season tomorrow, I'd be willing to make that sacrifice for the world at large. <laughs> but so okay, so <laughs> so Erin Kelly uh, Kellyman, she plays uh, she plays Carly. I thought they actually did. <coughs> pardon me. I actually thought they did a really good job giving her character development in limited amount of time. Because the thing about Carly is she's very much like like she's very much a mercenary. She's very much this this kid. She's she's very much a kid, and I think you don't know what I mean when I tell you when I tell you this. She's every teenager at twenty. She's every young adult at twenty one. Like she's pissed off about the world. She's like, this is bullshit. Why aren't things better? And she's just going about it in a very you know a very Malcolm X in his early days way. Like she's going about it in a very militant way i love the way that the show brings up the the concept of you know one world one people without borders and that in itself is a whole other thing when you think about you know how wakanda flout said you know we're staying away from the world because you know you're kind of burning and killing each other so we're gonna stay over here and be black and awesome but but (laughs) but carly though is to her point, brings up the fact that, you know, all these people, you know, blip back into existence. So many of them are on the street. This is bullshit. How can the government do that? And to be fair, man, she's not wrong. She's just going about it in a very insane sort of, sort of way and is really making things worse before she's making them better. But the her core argument, her thesis isn't incorrect. And that was something I went, huh? I really enjoy that. I wish, and, and I will put this out there too. I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, the pandemic did fuck up like the show in the sense. Apparently, there were supposed to be more storylines and stuff, but there was shit that had to be cut just because mm. you know of shooting and all that. There's supposed to apparently be more with Carly and the Flag Smashers. I think for what we got, it does work. I would have liked a little more, even if I could have gotten in like a mini episode, maybe make yeah. this a seven episode count. Like, yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. That's probably one of my biggest gripes. I just, I wasn't really sold on Carly in this role. Um, I think it was like, maybe it wasn't her age, but the, the way like Aaron Kellyman's age or the way that she looks, it just it was like not quite believable enough for me. Okay. Um, but not not to say it didn't you know didn't work. I just would have preferred somebody different for this. I think because there was just like a, a lot of unevenness, and what you're saying makes sense. I'm just learning about this that you know they had some complications with filming, which you know is understandable. Um, it did feel a bit uneven that I wanted more from that. Like you're saying, like I feel yeah. like. The flag, the flag smashes were a bit like oversimplified. I guess might be the right word okay. of just like you know they have this like creed that's like all people for everybody, and then they're also like mercenaries. Like they're also just like she just like will set that building on fire with probably with innocent people in it. So it's like 
a bit hypocritical, which I think there is the purpose of what why they're showing you that is that okay, I think that's exactly yeah. the point. Uh, right. Personally. Yeah. Right. But I think that I would have liked to see from more of that. And like I said, just not super sold on Carly as like a as the evil entity in this. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't. I, I felt like the flag smashers could have been a little bit more. Their, their presence could have been uh, felt a little bit more in this. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll give and I'll give you that. Like I say, it wasn't enough for me to like like dig the show too much, but I was like a little more with them would have been would have been nice. And here's the other thing I will bring up. So Emily Van Camp, who I just uh, really random. I don't talk about it too much. Not not because I'm embarrassed or anything, but do you remember that show Revenge? I was on ABC. I really liked that show. Like, I actually really loved her on that show. I thought that show was a lot of fun. Um, and one of my few gripes with the MCU overall has been that Emily Van Camp's Agent 13, I was like, you know, you should use her more. And, you know, you get you get a great fight scene with her and Black Widow, you know, taking on uh uh, taking on uh, Bucky there in Civil War, you know, before T'Challa comes and fucks him up. But I, but I, I really enjoyed Emily Van Camp just in the prior appearance that she's had, and seeing her back in the fold, I was really happy they brought her back because I felt like they had unfinished business with her, and they kind of leave her in and out, like they bring her in for certain aspects of the show, and then they kind of pull her, and I went, why are you pulling her? And where her character ends up, I went, oh, that's why you fuck. Okay, and and we'll we'll get to that. But I think they've done better by her. They did better by her in uh, the show. I would have liked, again, I think this could use one more episode, half Flag, Flag Smashers, half of, like, her. Like, as far as, like, a catch-up for what she was doing post-Civil War. Because they do kind of give you that in episode three, but I could have used a little more of it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like that, that would be my, you know, if I had to say something about the Marvel universe and the way they did things, you know, one of the small things would be like the expectation of like previous, uh, universe knowledge, like beginning. I'm not, and I'm not saying that every, everything has to be an origin story. Like, but, I feel like it takes, it always takes me like at least a few episodes to figure out like, okay, where we are in this, um, like the, like just trying to reconnect things like as you're, as you're going through this. Um, and I feel like that there could have been some of that in here. I'm not sure how you would fit that in, yeah. but not, not, I'm not talking about explanation, but like there are ways to go about reminding people of like, things that had happened or I'm not, and I'm not saying necessarily like the everyone vanishing, but certain storylines that we hadn't seen before um, just played out a little bit more, but you know, it's, it's something small from this that I, but I really liked it as a whole. Um, so good. I, I would say on that front. So, so, so to an extent I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, and I, and I think this is a fair uh, point to bring up marvel is trusting you've watched everything up to the to up to this at this point like if you're like if you're not with the mcu by this point 
they're not going to really hold your hand and be like, all right, let's catch you up. It's like you you kind of need to <laughs> like you kind of need to know. See, but what- I'm but my point I think is that I don't think that's smart. Like I I feel like if you want to have maybe a bigger audience rather than just like because I know people are will shy away from Marvel because it's a thing. Like it's its own thing. You have it's kind of like anime where you have if you if you know you know kind of a thing. Yeah. But I think if you're like allowing I just am not like completely immersed in Marvel. So it feels like I'm always each, each movie, each, you know, um, like series that they put out. It's like, okay, trying to catch. And I'm not saying it's not, not my fault. Like I, I should probably do a better job of like keeping up, or with just them, te- or just text your podcast partner about like Hunter, what's going on with Marvel? Like no, can- no, no, and no, and I'm just I saying that I'm more representing people who don't follow it as closely or do movie reviews or whatever. So like I that, I don't know. That's always been kind of my gripe with them. Is like I feel like it's like the expectations shouldn't always be there. They should at least give some clues throughout, which I think they do, but. I don't know. I think it, it can always be better. Yeah. Like he, he, here's the thing, people, if you need to get caught up on these, like, and I'll, and I'll just be real at this point we're Oh God, we're what? 20, what? 21 films. Something like Jesus Christ for 20, over 20 films. I, I, <laughs> honest, you know, now that I think about it, it's really not like about the characters themselves, but like small Easter egg stuff like that. You will know that something's coming or they're inferring this one thing. But if you haven't, if you're not really on top of it, then it's a little bit harder to to, to stay with it. Does that make sense? It's like, it does. You know, we all know the character. We know the Avengers. Like every, like that's why you're watching this because you know these guys. But it's like there's like things that connect to like if you're referencing a movie from like ten years ago or something. I feel like you should probably give like a little bit of a you know heads up or like an introduction or something. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I'll say for myself, the one of the best action, uh, uh, one of the best action beats is that scene you mentioned earlier with Bucky and uh, Sam fighting uh, John Walker. And I thought that that scene, it's very reminiscent of the fight in uh, Civil War, which I thought Mm -hmm. was was just a great callback. And and I think you'll know what I mean. The, the line where they're just like, look, like where Sam is, you know, like, so uh, to remind you of this, if you go back to uh, Winter Soldier, you know, Sam brings up the fact that he works at the VA and that he's a counselor now. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. that they brought that back right. when he's talking to Carly, because, you know, Sam being Sam is like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't immediately kill this child. <laughs> maybe we should try to talk to her. And John Walker is basically like, you know, fuck that. Let's go ahead and just arrest her now. And Sam really does try to talk her down. Uh, you know, again, go figure actually trying to talk to the person. And I love the line of, um, I love the line of where she goes, you know, these are people who are basically obstacles in my cause and I'd kill the roadblocks. That's what she said. The roadblocks in my journey. And I'd kill them again if I had to. And Sam isn't even like baiting her or anything. He's using, he's letting her basically, you know, trip over herself and break down mm-hmm. her ideology that way. And I went, that's how you counsel someone. You don't just hammer home. Like you suck. You're wrong. This is why like he really takes the time to go ahead and understand 
what she's feeling and the line that he drops of i agree with your fight i just can't get down with how you're doing it i went that right there is the point but everyone else you know to sam's point is just seeing this you know this violent kid and i appreciate the way that he you know kind of breaks things down like that um speaking of counseling um bucky's uh bucky's um counselor in here because they actually bring up the fact that you know he got uh he got a pardon but part of the conditions of his uh pardon uh with dr rayner who's played by amy uh aquino who did a great fucking job for the little bit she's in here is that he has to go ahead you know and actually go to counseling and there's this point where him and sam are in counseling together and you see they uh they tease the scene in the trailer or one of the trailers. And I love that Bucky is very, you know, against counseling, like counseling sucks. This is dumb, blah, blah, blah. And through their, what they think is a bullshit counseling session, you know, Bucky kind of breaks down, and, you know, goes, you know, Steve believed in you, you know, he trusted you, you gave up that shield, you know, you threw it away like it was nothing. And, you know, if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me. And that was something I went, oh, like he just misses his friend. <laughs> I'm like, that's really, that's really sad, but that's really sweet. And sometimes it's just that simple. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be some, you know, grand thing. Sometimes it is just that basic. And I actually appreciated that it wasn't some grand thing, if that kind of makes sense. But mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love the way that that was that that was portrayed and how they both have their issues they have to get over with uh, they have to get over. Um, I have saved this last thing about the show for last. I do have other shit I want to bring up, but this is kind of the last big thing I want to bring up. We got to talk about Isaiah Bradley and when this show was announced, I remember going, okay, if you're gonna tell a story of a black Captain America, you really have to address this thing. And that's why I was kind of like, are they going to have the balls to actually go here? Um, So red, white, and black, it's this, uh, this uh, limited series run that Marvel did. I want to say back in like 2003, I want to say, but it was written by Robert uh, Morales and Kyle Baker. And the, the story in that is very similar to what it is here in the show with you find out that there is a black Captain America. He went ahead, you know, did all these things and then eventually was captured and experimented on to go ahead and try and replicate the super soldier serum. And I will say, man, as a person of color, they introduce Isaiah in episode two and he's played by the brilliant uh, Carl Lumby. You've seen him in a lot of stuff, whether it's Alias, um, whether it's uh, Men of Honor, uh, This Is Us, um, just to name a few things. And I got to be real, man, this was the stuff, and I think you know what I mean, it's uncomfortable in how very accurate it is. Because when you think about, you know, he makes a reference to uh, Red Tails, to uh, the, the, to uh, the Tuskegee uh, Airmen, and when you think about the Tuskegee experiments and stuff like that, back to my point, it's very, it's a very dark turn, <laughs> pun intended. It's a very dark turn that that Marvel takes with this because when you think about the Super Soldier Serum, how 
inspirational Steve's, you know, whole arc is, you know, this skinny kid from Brooklyn goes ahead and becomes the literal personification of America. And then you think, oh, there's this black guy who did the exact same thing, but we're going to bury this, like, as deep as humanly fucking possible. It's really fucking tragic, man. And the more they got into it, the more I'm watching it as a, as a person of color going, fuck, this is, like, pissing me off because... Again, you think about how, and I think you'll know what I mean when I bring this up. One of my biggest pet peeves, and this is a general pet peeve of mine, is, uh, you know, what's that, what's that website? Uh, Ancestry.com or whatever. Like those. Like Ancestry.com. Yeah, you know those like those kits you can send like your, mu- your mm-hmm. blood or whatever and like find out about your history. And I went, man, it must be great to be able to do that because that's something black people can't do. And when he mm-hmm. talks about how, you know, they've been trying to bear our history for 500 years, I went, fuck. <laughs> like, when he dropped that line, I went, God damn it, you're so incredibly right. And that makes me so incredibly sad. And his anger, dude, like, he, Scott, you've known me for years. You've known me for almost a decade. I think I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I'll be real, dude. I completely get where he's coming from. Like his anger towards all of this. I went, yeah, man, um, that's fair that you feel this pissed off because the way he got screwed, he got screwed because, and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Marvel on you. So still stay with me, Scott. But when you think with, uh, when you think back to uh, the first Avenger and how all those men, in that unit got captured and you know captain america used uh peggy carter and howard stark's plane goes ahead and gets dropped behind and saves all those men including bucky himself you know and he's praised as a hero gets the captain america mantle gets a new you know gets a new fucking uh costume gets the vibranium shield isaiah does the exact same fucking thing he gets captured and experimented on for 30 years like the contrast in that is so that alone is fucking tragic. And you just go, huh? He did the exact same thing that Steve did. And he got penalized for it. And you just go, shit, that's, that's not fair. And when you, when you hear him talk about, you know, they'll never let a black man be captain America. I'll be real, dude. Obviously I knew like, yeah, Sam will become captain America, but it gave me just enough doubt to go, He's not wrong, because if they really wanted a black Captain America, they would have reached out to the guy who gave them the fucking shield in the first place. Like, it, it's it's one of those things you go, I get his anger, but, like, can you move forward being that angry? Like, like kind of your thoughts on that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, made the, you definitely wanted to make that point. I really liked um, Isaiah Bradley's, his character. I feel like his interactions with sam really like brought all those more um like moral questions that you're talking about to the forefront and challenged him basically to face those you know and then how it concludes i feel like it really ties a nice bow on it um but yeah i mean they definitely hammer at home of like the the you know well-documented treatment of people of color in the United States and how like how there was 
you know, someone who was trying to be Captain America at that time who wasn't white would just not not make it really as surprising as when he existed when he did. But yeah, I think the story is great there. I think that they really like the writing is well done and like to where they develop these two characters together. Um, And essentially like he is a critical piece of Sam's growth and his development into Captain America. Um, But yeah, going through it and definitely like, um, hearing his experience really, you know, set a, set a weight of the shield to Sam that he hadn't really felt before. Yeah, in in episode five, you know, Sam flat out says, you know, the legacy of the shield is complicated, and I'll be real, dude, the call it complicated, still selling it. I went, yeah, complicated may not even be strong enough of a word, but. Um, okay, so, I have to get to it, so episode six, I'm gonna be real, dude, I think it's about as perfect for me, a a finale that I've seen, like, it goes up there with season four of Breaking Bad for me, so, you know what, okay, I think you'll know what I mean, so you remember at the end of season four of Breaking Bad, when you see that plant, and you realize that Walt had killed that kid, and you're like, oh my god, Walt, you're a fucking monster. What the fuck's wrong with you? Mm. I, I felt that same feeling, but in in terms of glee. You know what I mean? Where I just, like, mm-hmm. like once I got to the end of this episode, I was like, oh my god, it's so good. Like, I was so, like, I, I you know, um, my like, luckily my partner and I were, were both vaccinated, so she was able to come over and watch with me in person, and I was just so... So again, man, I I have to go back to the guts of this because about three minutes in, uh, eh, like like four minutes in, we get the reveal of the new Cap costume because we find out that Wakanda had developed uh, Sam's new costume after John Walker was an asshole and broke his wings. And I gotta be real, dude. If you look at the comic, uh, the comic uh, version of it. It it's a damn near per. Actually, I'll be real. It is a perfect uh, take of it from comics to screen. I just think it looks fucking beautiful. Obviously, the costume will evolve because you know Disney's got to sell toys. But <laughs> but but seeing seeing a black man as Captain America, I I think I wept at least three three times. Probably underselling. I probably wept at least five times. In the, in the final episode. I was like, oh god, it's so good. And I'll be real, man, the speech that Sam gives about being Captain America to these um uh to these like uh senators and everything on, on the street, it legit is one of the best speeches I've seen in a show in the last 10 years. Like I was actually flabbergasted, like where he talks about, you know. Anytime I pick this shield up, I know there are going to be millions of people who are going to hate me for it. I went, okay, and they immediately cut to John Walker, because, let's be real, John Walker had been, like, his level of misogynistic assholery was just really just upping itself each episode. We haven't even brought up the fact that fucking Dora Milaje show up, and he even goes, oh, hey, let's put the sticks down. I went, oh, just the hint of racism. <laughs> sexism in that like oh you asshole and then they whip his ass because you know they deserve to but you know sam saying you know even here i feel 
the stairs, the judgment. There's nothing I can do to change it. Um, yet I'm still here. You know, no, no blonde hair, no blue eyes, no, no super, uh, no super soldier serum. The only power I have is I believe we can do better. And I went, holy shit. Like it, that speech, man, I, I just, I could not believe that they wrote this, to be honest. And the fact that they haven't seen it on a global scale, you know, in front of all these cameras. Cause I'll be real, dude. Could you imagine if someone said this shit tomorrow? Like if a politician came out and just dropped this shit, like on a Monday morning, the world loses shit. They'd be like, what? How dare you? And it just, it's insane to me that they had, again, the guts to actually go ahead and lay this shit, this shit out. And it should be a call to all politicians, you know, whether you're liberal or, you know, right wing or you're Democrat, Republican, that speech right there should be a call to action. We have the power to make change. And the fact that Sam, that's his, at the end of the day, his biggest strength is that he believes in doing the right thing, just like Steve did, which is why he earned the mantle, I'd like to point out. But that speech in particular was something I just went, I, I can't believe they actually did that. And I'm actually really happy that they did that because this lays the floor for Sam going forward. Now, let's be clear. The job's not done. Like, he's still, like, I love that uh, Bradley even goes, you know, oh, you know, you're not no Malcolm Martin or Mandela. And I was like, God damn, dude. Like, I cut him a little slack. But, but I, that speech in particular, like, kind of your thoughts on that, man. Because I was kind of watching the speech going, I wonder what Scott's going to think when he sees it. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was good. I mean, it was just like. Oh, a- really, man? I wasn't moved by it. <laughs> Why are you, you the way you are? There, you're just so invested in this uh, deeply, which I which I love you for. But I just am not as invested to that level. So it just doesn't. It just seemed like uh, I mean, it wasn't like a terrible speech, but it was just like a you know, mo- end end of a movie speech that was like trying to inspire and unite everybody, which was fine. It was it was fine, but I wasn't. I, I was not moved. <sighs> oh, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make me sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. that's fine. <laughs> you asked. You asked. I, I did. I did ask you. I did. And I, I maybe I shouldn't have. But it's fine. <laughs> um, in closing, because I again, I could I could genuinely talk about the show for another hour, but we're not going to do that. Um, as far as the last things I want to bring up, man. The work's not done for Sam. And what I mean for by that is, and I love that Isaiah tells him that. He's like, look, the fight you're taking on isn't going to be easy. I mean, and he, and let's be real. I've been in the comments sections on fucking, uh, like, the moment this ended. And I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. So I have a friend of mine whose sibling has been one of those people who's been like, why are we getting so diverse? Why are single, why are straight white male superheroes disappearing? Why is that no longer the like the quote norm. I'm going to be kind and not drop this person's name. uh, But flat out, this person pulled the old tweet and delete, you know, hashtag not my Captain America. And if you're one of those people, you're the reason why the show is fucking necessary. Because until a black man representing this country is no longer seen as a threat, we need shows like this. We need films like Detroit. We need things to show 
the black struggle in a way because, you know, kneeling on a field apparently just fucking freaks people out and, you know, wearing a t-shirt does that. So we've tried to go the subtle route. So you know what? Into your point, Scott, is the show always subtle? No, it's not always subtle. But again, when sometimes when you leave room for subtlety, you leave room for misinterpretation. And unfortunately, we have shown as a country that we can't even give ourselves the benefit of the doubt when it comes to certain things, race being one of them. So the fact that this show at points is so heavy handed, I went, you know what? Good. Kind of needs to be <laughs> because, again, I like to point out we are getting a Miss Marvel TV show again, Pakistani American girl becoming Miss Marvel. And I'm already seeing because there are some photos that leaked of her in the costume. And I'm already seeing people go, oh, like, I won't even repeat some of the show I'm saying. But the one thing I will say is people are already going, oh, man, be ashamed if something happened or this is literally a 15 year old kid and people can't even. I'll be real, dude. I know very few people who read Miss Marvel. I read Miss Marvel, but a lot of people I know don't fucking read Miss Marvel. And yet that's threatening to people, not even the characters they like. And they can't even comprehend that someone that's a minority is taking over that mantle. And it's just it's mind boggling at this point. Um, Isaiah brings up the point of, you know, you want to think that times are different. You want to think that we've, you know, evolved. And I'm somewhat paraphrasing, but. It's an interesting it's an interesting question. Like, you know, I, I think as a country, we were so very self-congratulatory in a sense of, hey, we got two years of Obama. Racism's dead. Um, no, just go on a comment section. Just go on Twitter. I promise you, racism unfortunately is still out there. But at the end of the day, though, man, um, getting to my final thoughts here, and I will I will let you have the floor after uh after I finish my diet here, but I really appreciate the fact that this show exists. And one of the last things Sam says is, you know, we built this country, bled for it, and I'm not going to let anyone tell me that I can't fight for it. At the end of the day, that's the optimism we have to have. Yes, there are things about this country that are incredibly backward still and don't even match the ideals that we strive for. But goddamn, this show, I think, is an incredible step of growth for marvel um we both gave wandavision an a minus i remember um we thought it you know there, there are some issues with it again i'm not gonna say this is a perfect show we've brought up a couple of the issues we had and you know and i'll be real i didn't even get to everything that i fucking wanted to bring up the last thing i will bring up uh when john walker's friend lamar gets killed he flat out goes to the family lives in her fucking faces <laughs> like god you're a monster <laughs> like that scene in particular i'm like god damn you dude but um yeah man i i just have so much admiration for the show they apparently have already announced uh captain america 4 starring anthony mackie uh which hell yeah i'm i'm all for them continuing captain america films so i'm really excited to see where they they take sam but they've made him black captain america now the work kind of begins of justifying it. So, um, yeah. So for me, oh, okay. I like this more in WandaVision. I personally like this more in WandaVision. 
Um, if you if you cried in it as many times as you said, you better like it more than one. Oh, I did. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but but again, though, man, like this is a show, and I think you know what I mean. This is kind of made for me, man. Like this. Was, yeah. No. Like, totally. Absolutely. No. I like. I hundred percent get where you're coming from. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, like I said I think the last episode. I think it's about as perfect of a last episode of television as you can get and we'll kind of get into the ramifications as far as you know what i think this sets up after we give our ratings here but i'd be remiss i'd be lying if i said this wasn't a fan of fantastic for me like again it's not a perfect show and i have to you know stress that but as far as you, you yeah 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 for me oh no, even yeah. as much as i enjoy it, it's not a perfect show but but for the enjoyment that i had and for the things i think the show points out I, I, I have to get a fan fucking tastic. I think it's an absolutely brilliant show. I think it's a great season of television. And again, the fact this kind came from the guy who did fucking Empire, last thing I expected. So yeah, fan fucking tastic for me. But uh yeah, Scott. Uh yeah, your final thoughts and grades, sir. Yeah, this is like a, a really enjoyable show. Um like the the characters in it and the actors that portrayed them, I feel like there wasn't a bad, bad character in the bunch. Um, and then like them revealing some people towards the end was appreciated. Um, like you, you kind of touched on, I really liked Walker's whole storyline and him just kind of going through these roller coaster of emotions and fluctuations between good and evil. And like, they really gave him a human element to where he wasn't just like this, crazy person the whole time and there's he was just constantly conflicted about like he wants to be this americana guy and be captain america but then he's also been screwed royally and these people are trying to take away from him and also this transformation that he's going through and him getting crazier but i just like the way that they added a little bit of human element to that yeah um somebody else you touched on isaiah bradley we've talked about that a lot and then like you I I did I don't think I was a, I was not affected it by it the same way you were but I definitely understood the importance of them exploring racism so much in this and like you said I there is absolutely like a need to you know bring it to the forefront and kind of put it in your face because like you said it's some you can cry ignorance otherwise but you know, I think that, like I said, it didn't affect me the same way. Um, I feel like the the series as a whole started a bit slow. Um, I feel like I wanted a little bit more from the Flag Smashers, a little bit more about them, I guess. It was just kind of very much Carly. And because she was not my favorite, I just didn't... It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just like I feel like it could have been a lot better. Um, Z, like we already touched on some of the battle scenes, um, especially like when you get all three of them versus Carly, um, just kind of a cool, like I appreciated the way they, they tied that up. And I agree with you that the, the final episode was really incredible. Like that was a really great way to tie everything together. And it was like these moments of like, Oh shit. Like they, and part of it was that build, I believe, but, Agreed. um, it's yeah i don't know it, it was i'm it's hard for me to decide if i like it better than wandavision or not because like 
they're just they're they're very different. Agreed. In in, in their shows, um, you know, I I feel like it an a a minus is appropriate for it because I really enjoyed the build up and the relationship between the two of them. Um, and I, I really liked the show. I just, I don't think that I was affected by it quite as much as you were. Um, but I think it is absolutely worthy of the watch and, you know, worthy of the, you know, um, Marvel name for sure. Okay. You, you at least gave it, cause I was sitting here. I'm like, if you go B plus, I'm like, Scott, I'm like, come on, man. But Okay, a minus. So you liked it as much as one division, basically, because I you gave yeah. It, okay, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's like one division didn't quite close as nicely as this did, um, and that that really counts a lot for a show. Agreed. Um, and I, I do give props to this show, um, being six six episodes and kind of having to tie it all up quickly, which is not easy to do. I assume. Yeah, that that's fair. Okay, so a minus. Um. Okay, so real quick, we do need to get into a couple things that... So the one character we did not touch on, he's not in the show a lot, but uh, Danny Ramirez plays uh, uh, Joaquin Torres, who's like a friend of Sam. He's kind of his... uh, I guess the closest thing you say is like his cue, essentially. And so we mentioned that Walker breaks... uh, That Walker tears Sam's wings apart, and... Basically, as I mentioned, he's this tech guy, and so he, you know, leaves his old wings with him. In the comics, uh, Joaquin becomes Falcon. He becomes um, when Sam takes over the mantle. So we're clearly heading that way, that he'll fix the wings and become his own version of Falcon, which I'm all I'm all for that. That'll be really cool. That'll be a really cool moment when we get there. Um, the other thing... Uh, two other things I want to bring up real quick. The other thing we have to bring up is fucking Julie, Julia Louis Dreyfus makes her debut in the MCU. That shocked. I love that addition. That shocked the shit out of me. So a the fact this leaked nowhere is shocking yeah, to me. Shocking. Yeah, that was shocking. Because dude, we we talk about leaks all the fuck. I just talked about Miss Marvel's costume being leaked. <laughs> you know, like like stuff leaks all the time, but nothing leaked on this. Like anywhere and i went son of a bitch okay so the reason why she's so important she's a very prominent figure in the hierarchy of hydra so i feel like hydra is going to be a thing again because honestly in the comics it usually it usually is like i wanted i want to stop you because this is like kind of one of those moments where i feel like i'm like left out okay where i'm like I know that she's important, and if I knew more about it, I would be like, oh, shit, look who it is. But they, like, they introduce her, but in a way, like, obviously building suspense. They're not going to be like, hey, look who I am. But it's like, as somebody who's not immersed in it, it's like, I still don't know who that person was. <laughs> so, so, so I'll be honest, man. There, I think you'll know what I mean. You're not really supposed to know who she is, right? Okay, now. that's. I mean, that's that's what I expected the intent to be. Is like, okay, we're not going to tell you because we don't want you to know. We want there to be some mystery there. But yeah, you know, I, I knew that. Like, I, I can just picture you watching it and being like, "Oh shit, that person!" And I'm like, I feel like maybe I should know this. <laughs> oh, oh no! So I'll be real, dude. She's kind. Okay, if you don't read comics regularly, she's she's very much a deep cut. Like you just wouldn't know unless you're reading comics right. regularly. 
Um, so yeah, to your point though, when I saw her, it, it's hilarious. You say that that was, and my partner can attest. That was literally my exact uh, reaction when I saw Julie Louis Dreyfus. I went, "Oh shit, it's her!" And, I, and and when she started talking about like her name being Val, I went, "Oh, oh!" Like I was mm-hmm. very much like having that reaction. So you were a thousand percent correct as far as me acting like that. The other thing we have to bring up, man. So, so, th- so here's what's interesting about this. There's no comic. Um, precedence for this but Emily Van Camp um, we find out Sharon is the power broker right which uh, uh, again that that's something we mentioned as a uh, not, not a criticism but just you know fleshing her out a little more that's a very interesting wrinkle the fact that she gets her pardon and yet she's still like you know fuck the US government I'm gonna do what I want and here's where it gets kind of trippy and i i can't this was kind of confirmed kind of not so take this somewhat with a grain of salt that person that uh sharon is talking to uh on the phone once she gets her pardon and you know she talks about how you know we'll have access to weapons and all this shit right um that's supposed to be willem defoe's norman osborne is the rumor like apparently he's coming in at the end of the next spider-man so that's why the scene kind of cuts is that we're going to find out that it's him on the other end of the line. That's the rumor. So if that's the case, that opens up a whole other can of worms that I'll be honest, we don't have time to get into right now. But it it's a very interesting wrinkle as far as where they could take her, because let's be real, man, a you know, what's the, what's the phrase, you know, there's no, you know, there's no greater, you know, no greater fear than a woman scorn. I mean, and she was really screwed over. So her having this power and being back involved, the government is a really interesting, you know, direction to take her character. Um, also with her being, you know, Peggy Carter's niece, there's a, there's the own tragedy of her having, you know, expectations on her last name being Carter and then completely abandoning, you know, everything that makes that name and her family great. I mean, there's a story there uh, to be told. So I'm really curious where they're going to take her. I'm happy they didn't kill her off. I'm happy they didn't kill off uh, Zemo because they clearly mm-hmm. have more plans for Zemo. By the way, Zemo having that caravan uh, destroyed, blown up. While he was in jail, that's a baller move. <laughs> like, like, and him looking right at the camera, like, haha, fuckers. Like, I, I love that shit. I was like, okay, oh, Zemo, you're great. So, he, he, he added such a great, like, unexpected humor to the show. Yeah. And, and, and okay, last thing I will bring up the Dormelage is in this, and it's just enough, it's just enough Wakanda. Like, it doesn't over, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. engulf the show, but. I love the fact that Bucky not only got cured, uh, you know, cured by uh, Shuri and uh, 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 Ao, but can we talk about the fact, uh, Scott, that you know, while you know his uh, Winter Soldier program has been wiped out, apparently it's been replaced with Jungle Fever because, <laughs> which there's no cure for, Scott, <laughs> but. But we gotta bring up, man. Like he, he's hot on the trail. Yeah, he is hot on the trail. I mean, <laughs> uh, I want to put some respect on her name. <clears throat> on her name of Florence uh, uh, Kasumba is, is her is the actress's name, and 
she looks great ball. She pulls that shit off in a way I went, God damn, that's, that's really fucking impressive. But not only that, man, Bucky's making a play for Sam's sister, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know you know he's going to grab his Winter Soldier at some point. Tell me to give me the codes to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> give me the codes to fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I, I We're clearly going to get that at some point. And there's that point where Bucky, I will say too, Bucky being invited to the cookout, the literal cookout at the end, I went, I was like, oh, he's one of the, he's one of the good ones, see? Like, <laughs> like, he loves black people, but I love that though, man. I love that the episode, that the series ends with Bucky and Sam actually being friends because they're friends, not, you know, acquaintances mm-hmm. because of Steve. And I think that's right. a really important distinction to make. And I'm really excited to see where they go with this there's i'll be real dude i don't know where i don't know exactly where they're going with this and that's actually a good feeling to have to actually know like think hmm where could they possibly take this but mm-hmm. but you know to kind of paraphrase isaiah you know he's got the mantle now now the work begins so now marvel really is going to have to kind of you know figure out where they want to take captain america which i mean again that's kind of a good problem to have but uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm horribly excited to see where they go with this, but yeah, man. Anything else you want to bring up? Um, no. I think you uh, I think you covered it very well. I might add. Thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, this is something. Seriously, watch this, and, and I'll be real, man. It's last thing I will bring up. So IGN, I I, I like IGN. I, I don't always agree with IGN, but. They gave the series finale uh, or the season finale this a five, and I cannot express how fucking stupid I think that is. Like, like honestly, like a five out of ten, really for the yeah, that like one of those things. I just went, this is stupid. Like in the same way, I think something like Wonder Woman is so important for women in general. The first one, not the second one, but the first, but I think that in that same vein. It might behoove you if, you know, it, it might behoove people to actually ask people of color what they think about this. Because there is a lot here that is very much made with that slant. Um, not saying you can't appreciate the show if you're not black, but it definitely is one of these shows that leans so much into black issues. And just the, the, the people of color I've talked to, mo- for the most part, the response has just been, wow, I can't believe that, you know. A modern show is touching on things like this so it's well worth watching i think just off that alone and i think the action scenes in that last episode there's this point where sam throws a shield through a helicopter and takes this guy out at the same time and went holy shit i was like god like it's it, the action's incredible in that last in that last episode and really throughout the whole series the opening episode is this is out after the first scene is basically this 10 minute chase scene where Falcon's doing like flips and shit and like park parkour. And I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Like it to your point though, the action is so well done just across the board. Um, but yeah, I have genuine admiration for the show. Um, there's a rumor there might be a season two after the movie. And uh the way this episode or the series ends with it being called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Love that. It's like a very subtle thing, but 
yeah, absolutely well done. Bravo, Marvel. You're kind of good at this. But um, but everyone, Falcon and Warrior Soldier, have you seen it? What did you think? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at... Newman the first. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp, to name a couple places. And you can follow us on uh, Facebook as well, like our pages at The Real Pineapple, and like our uh, gaming page, Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here uh, this month. I think I'm going to start streaming... Uh, uh, pro- probably Sonic Mania. I'm actually real excited to play that game. Right? But, uh, but everyone, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up here soon for Mortal Kombat. I'm actually reviewing that on Wednesday with my friend, uh, my friend Alyssa. I'm really excited to get in that. Gonna have a review up here for Nobody, which I saw again yesterday. And spoiler alert, it's a great freaking movie. And along with some other stuff. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Get your COVID shot. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.